This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi and welcome to this bonus episode of the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. This is a recording of a Facebook Live I did with pet business website expert Rosie Robinson where we talked about how to get your pet business found on Google. Um, There's lots of Q&A in there, we're talking about content marketing, we're talking about Google My Business, lots of really helpful advice and Q&As and questions from pet business owners in my free Facebook group. We also talk about a course that I'm going to be doing with Rosie from the 7th of June 2021. Um, A little bit of information in there about how you can take part and if you'd like to find out more information you can send me an email. It's rachel at rachelspencerwrites.com. However if you want to just listen to the episode you're going to get loads of really helpful information on how to get your pet business found on Google. So now on to the main part of the show. Oh hello. So um, we have been having a little bit of a chat before the live. We're going to be we're going to be answering your questions um, about all things websites, Rosie from the website and SEO side and me from the content marketing side. And uh, well, we'll kind of mix it up anyway, because we, um, Rosie's obviously the website expert. I work on the content side of things, but um, anything that you think you might need some help with when it comes to getting your website found, we'd love to see your questions. But we thought as we're warming up, we just have a little bit of a chat and wait for people to come along, wait for the questions to show up in the chat. If you're watching on the replay, then put a hashtag replay and we will come and have a look through the comments afterwards um, and see if we can help you or point you in the direction of something that's going to help you when it comes to your website. So, Rosie, tell us what's been happening with you at Wolf Design. I know you've got a few exciting things going on. What's happening Um, in your business? Yeah, I have. I've I've had a sort of halfway through the year, although we're not halfway through yet, but I've had a bit of a look at what I'm doing and what projects I've been working on. I've been getting massively into local SEO recently um, and just there's a lot of changes going on and things happening and stuff. So I've been doing a lot of research and making sure that I'm sort of um, tip top with everything that we need to do to get websites ranking. I've been getting hugely into Google My Business in um, quite an advanced way, like lots of really in-depth things that you can do and all sorts of bits and pieces. So that's been really good. And I really enjoy working with the local businesses that I work with on on the local SEO. I find it fascinating, all the things that you can do. And I quite like seeing the results that you can get as well. You know, when you actually do something with regards to SEO and it being a strategy and right, I'm going to do this. It's, it's very, um, it's quite process driven in a way. And I'm not, I I don't think I would have classed myself as a processy person before, but actually I'm really getting into my processes and my SOPs. Um, and I've never had an SOP for my business before, but I'm starting to write them and, um, and I'm finding that really, really cool and a really good thing to do. And and then I'm sort of thinking, well, you know, now I've got this because I've been doing it for quite a long time now. Is there any way that I could sort of use this and help other people and, you know, all sorts of things. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like things are moving. I don't know if anybody saw, but on um, my own profile today, I've made myself um, a website over the weekend um, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while, but I haven't really had a chance to. And um, I'm making myself, I mean, I've got a blog as part of Woof, um, but I, I've i made myself, a, well, it's not a blog yet, but it's going to be, it's a one pager at the moment. Um, and that's all to do with tech reviews and software. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. Because I think as you move on and move on and people start asking you more and more questions and you see in the like the web design Facebook groups and things, oh, I can answer that and I can help. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. There's lots of changes going on in the sort of web design and um, the WordPress world is like moving at a crazy speed at the moment with huge, huge changes. So I'm actually finding that quite exciting and it's meaning that, things that I've been wanting to do for a while, I might actually be able to put in place maybe in 2022. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited at the moment, actually. 
Brilliant. Okay, so somebody's just asked about what's an SOP. So standard operating procedure um, is what an SOP is. It's like um, a checklist, yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does make you feel quite quite corporate, but yeah, it's it is just it's a checklist. Um, so lots of people saying hello. It's really lovely to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Rosie's just been talking about um, like all the work she's been doing with Google My Business and basically working on getting her building your knowledge up, which is already pretty blooming good. So you can then obviously pass that down to your clients, many of which are here, which is which is brilliant. So can you tell us a little bit about um, about because I, I know I don't have a local service business as such. So I don't use Google My Business. But can you tell us a little bit about how, you know, what you're seeing with Google My Business and how it's working for people? I am seeing that if you oh God, it's a, do you know what? It's a bit like anything. You, it's a tool, it's a free tool from Google that is really, really great because it's Google's tool. And I um, I was listening to something the other day and somebody said something really cool, actually. They said that, <laughs> that Google is a complete narcissist and Google only loves Google. So if you use these tools that Google give you, then they, they, they bear, Google bear more weight on them. And so then that's really good for your SEO strategy because, because Google's bearing more weight on them. And so if you use them, then you're kind of giving that nod from Google to your, to, to your business, you know, Google's like, oh, great, this person's using my software. So, so Google My Business is really good for local businesses to use. It's, it's essential. It's not just good. It's, it's amazing. And it's, it's absolutely essential. And I think, a little bit like with anything up till now, it's been a bit, um, you know, there's certain things that you can do and you can do the basics and that's great. That will definitely help. But now we're getting to the point where it's been around a lot longer and it's formed a lot more. And there's been a lot more um, testing of it going on. Because the other thing is that Google brings this stuff out. And although they have documentation, there's no actual real do do X and you'll get Y, you know, there's, there's none of that. So, um there's there's a lot of testing going on with various people who are in the sort of SEO sphere testing different things. And it's, yeah, it's really interesting how actually you can really majorly use it as part of your SEO, local SEO strategy. So I would say from both points of view, even if you're just starting out and you, you're not sure what it is, just go and fill it all in and have yourself one. And then for somebody who's sort of doing things on my level it's getting really interesting now like massively interesting I'm not going to go into all the bits and pieces of it mm -hmm. um, because I'll be here for hours going oh my god and this and this and this but if you're a local service area business and you're not using it you like a you don't have a profile and b you're not using it you've got to be using it on a daily basis I would say mm -hmm. it's even I mean it's not even more great than Facebook. Facebook is excellent for doing that whole connecting with people and, you know, showing your pictures of your dogs and all this, that and the other. But then you can do that on Google My Business as well. But I would say it's it's really, really super important. And I think I'm still seeing so many people that aren't using it. And it's it's an absolute no-brainer. And I'm really excited to see, um, to see where I go on, on this. And we're having some really great results We've got um, a new Google My Business Management service, and um, we had a brilliant result for one of one of our clients today. Um, the, her profile is a little bit trickier in that there was lots of um, searches and views, but none of it was converting. So we've really dug down, we've audited it all, we've worked out why, and we've made lots of changes to it, but very slowly. And today she got. Um, an inquiry via message on Google My Business. Brilliant. Yeah, right? Like, they didn't go to anywhere. Well, I don't know if they've been to a Facebook or something first. I don't know what's gone on, but I wouldn't imagine so. What I would imagine is that they've Googled for this service in your area. She's come up and they've messaged directly through Google My Business. So I get this ping on my phone because I'm I'm an owner on her, her profile. I get the ping as as well as her I get this ping this person's got this message and I'm like 
Because that's, I mean, that's gold, right? That's absolute gold. To be the person that they've not even gone to your website, they just messaged you through Google My Business. So what's really interesting there is we get told, so what I'd like people watching, I'm going, I'm going to keep the questions actually until the end, um, until we've talked about a few other things, but because um, I think I might use the audio from this and put it out, put out the audio as well. But what I'm finding really interesting listening to you talking about Google My Business is it's like similar to what people say about Facebook, where people where Facebook doesn't want to send people off Facebook. With Google My Business, are going to pre up Google that's going to prioritize when it comes to when it comes to Google. So Google what? wants you to use their tools, just like Facebook doesn't want you to be using, you know, Hootsuite or um, you know, Buffer or the other the other third party posting platforms that we have. Um, so really interested on Google My Business. And also what I'd love, I know you could talk about it till the cows come home, but what I would love, it's just a really simple tip um, for Google My Business. And what I was thinking is, you know, if somebody's, if like a dog walker like Jill, who's here, Jill Harrison, is um, posting pictures of the dogs out on walks on their Facebook page, could she take that content, put it on Google My Business? And would that kind of work as her like daily post? Would it work like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's the thing with Google, as with everything, there's different ways to doing it to do things so um there's there's lots of things that I can advise people on to say do it like this don't do it like this do it like this but that's kind of the secret sauce at the moment so you know and I'm testing things as well Kelly and I are testing things all the time with this Google my business to see what's working and to see what's going on but I would say yeah if you're posting on Facebook and Instagram every day or every three days then there's no reason why you can't be translating that over to Google My Business. As I said, I might write it in a slightly different manner, but that's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, a whole different conversation. But yeah, if you're consistent on Facebook, get consistent on Google My Business. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And as you say, it doesn't if you're already doing your Facebook, it doesn't take you that much longer to repurpose or tweak your post a little bit, get it on Google My Business. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's a total no-brainer. Yeah. So... Me and you have been talking about Google and being found on Google. Well, and since we met like two and a half, coming up to three, in fact, it'd be three years ago, but we've been talking about it a lot recently. Yeah. And ahead of this live, I was doing a bit of research. Oh, this is Patch coming in. She doesn't like to miss anything. I was doing a bit of research. Um, I have shared these stats actually on social media over the last few weeks, but just wanted to share them with you in case anyone's watching or listening live and they haven't seen them before. So, right, get a load of this. So, there was a study done by Lashamu, who are a posh welly brand. Now, I've only heard of them oh. because one of my friends has them. But yes, they I are really them. posh wellies. Yeah, I got mine in TK Maxx, though. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I also interviewed, um, God, what's his name? James, oh, my God, the, the TV chef. Anyway, I can't remember his second name. It'll come to me. But I interviewed him once, and he had Lashamu uh, wellies on. But anyway, Lashamu did some research into... Um, into the spending on pets and they found that 3.7 billion pound was spent on dogs alone last year on accessories uh treats and toys which is just staggering so that's over in the uk yeah james martin thank you whoever that was so james martin was like have gone off on a bit of a tangent but oh, 3.7 billion spent on dogs alone on accessories toys and treats so that is huge that's, so that's one figure yeah, it is crazy, isn't it? Absolutely mm. crazy. So if you have a product that's like, oh my gosh, this should be making you really happy. And yeah, it's music to your ears. So the next figure I've got is from the Pet Food Manufacturers Association that 3.2 million pets were bought in lockdown, which is, again, it's just What's huge. Three, 3.2 million pets were bought in lockdown in the UK. Um, and that's from the Pet Food Manufacturers Association. So it's like, obviously, you know, credible information, not you yeah. know, just off the internet so then the other stats are that the dog population has risen from 9 million to 12.5 million in the last year also from the pfma so 33 percent of homes have a dog in the uk that's a third that's gone up from a quarter which was, it used to be 25 percent now a third 33 percent um and then the cat population has risen from 7.5 million to 12.2 million so 27 percent of households have a cat all these stats i've got um, and I have got a quick email that I'll send out after this live. But anyway, that's just bonkers, isn't it? Um, and I think if there's ever a time that pet pet business, you know, if there's ever a time to have a pet business, it's right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, whether it's a product you have that people are going to be searching for or a um, or you have a service where you're 
pet sitting, your dog walking, grooming, training, you're a behaviorist, you've got a physio, you've got like a physio or a hydrotherapy center, you know, now is your time, isn't it? And being found on Google is so, so important. Yeah, um, it is because if you think about it, those stats are absolutely mind-blowing. Like there is that audience out there. They are there, they're waiting to be sold to and I don't just mean products but I mean services as well they they want it all and they haven't bought these pets to not to not buy things for like it's it used to be if you bought um dog jumpers and things oh you know dressing up their dogs and everything and, and people might raise an eyebrow or something but now it's like kind of expected right that yeah. you know, all right, it's hot today, but we've got cooling coats and things and everything, haven't we? But it's expected and it's normal that you have different collars for your dogs, like best collars and winter collars and summer collars and these jumpers <laughs> and Christmas jumpers. And, you know, poor Clem, I bought her a sheep outfit for Easter. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 fine. It's okay. It's it, and it's it's expected and these people are all there they want to spend money on their dogs and their pets and their cats and their tortoises and their rabbits and everything it's it's not like they don't want to so it is literally a case of going okay where are my people I've got I've got this where are my people where do I go and find them and just putting yourself in front of them um because they're, they're they're there in their what, what did we say? Billions, not even millions. Yeah, millions. Bonkers. I know, it is. It's insane, isn't it? So you just touched on something then. As I was listening to you, I was thinking, yeah, that's an idea for a post <laughs> or, or for content. And one, one of the things you said was about, you know, how do I, like a cooling coat or a cooling mat, how do I keep my dog cool in the, in the hot weather? Or, you know, even a paddling pool. Or, you know, enrichment toys that you can use that will help your dog keep cool, like patches flaked out on the floor. Next to me, doesn't really like the heat. But if you've got a product website and you have cooling mats on there, you've got to be getting found for cooling mats for dogs. Or how do I keep my dog cool in the in the hot weather? Mm. If you're, you know, if you're a dog walker, I would be putting content out there about, you know, what happens when the weather's really hot. How, you know, what happens on the dog walk? So people looking for a dog walker in your area or looking at your website can think, actually, yep, this makes sense Katie doesn't take my dogs here when it's hot she'll take them on a shaded walk to the forest and you can be sharing that on your website and google my business on your social media and again we're answering the questions that our ideal clients are having that people are thinking that they're going to google with and they're also you know wanting to hear from us particularly if we're a service provider to make sure that they're getting the reassurance from us that we are doing the right thing by their pet so if you're a dog walker like Jill Harrison's here from Peppers Pals, I'm sure she's sharing content about what she's doing with the dogs. And, you know, when the do- when the weather heats up like this, you're going to be sharing appropriate content. Um, and again, we can be sharing that in so many different ways, can't we? And that's just the wonder of, of Google, really, isn't it? Um, it but is. I just, I, yeah, do, do I just you know think what? it's such, a, such an opportunity. Yeah. And um, just one thing, Rachel, in regards to that. I know people say, oh, you know, pet parents are really busy. They don't read blogs. They don't read this. They don't read that. They're busy, busy people. I don't think that's true. I think people do consume content, especially when it comes to their pets as well. And real life example, we are having people for our our daycare service or boarding service call up at the moment. They're hugely concerned about security and they've read the blog post on the website. And they want to ask questions and they're like, oh, I see you're really hot on security. I see that you're you're talking about doing this, that and the other. It matters to them and they're consuming it and they are reading it. And it is really, really important to them. So I think like with your example with Katie and putting out, you know, it's the post about the walking in the shade and everything. It seems like sort of it seems like basic stuff to us, but that's because we're in it. That's because we do it. But actually to our consumers, to our potential clients and customers, it's not its not common sense. They want to know these things. They're concerned. And the more that we can reassure them and tell them what we're up to for these, yeah, of course it's basic that we're going to walk the dogs in the shade, you know? I mean, it, it goes without saying. But people don't know that. And they like, and it increases that confidence when 
when you write about these things. And if you're the one writing about it and then your competitor is not writing about it, well, A, you've given yourself more chance to be found because you have written about it. And B, then if someone finds you either via that content or coming via your homepage and reads the content and they're worried about it, who are they going to choose? The one with the content who's reassuring people, right? Yeah, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? I'm just looking at some of the um, some of the comments in the chat. I'm going to go through them in a minute. But um, what I always think is, you know, what do people need to hear from you? And it is often the obvious, like mm. I will not walk your dog or I will not throw a ball for your dog in a big hot field when the weather, when it's, you know, 28 degrees. But it is, it's what do people need to hear from you? And that's what we can do with our content and with our websites, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm just having a look at a few of the comments. So, um, so. Charlotte is saying she doesn't have a website, but when she will, when she does, it'll be for you. She's got messages from Google My Business, so it does work. Uh, we've got Wax Emporium, um, who is talking about how their dogs have summer, winter lounging and outdoor collars. Absolutely love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Jill Harrison from Peppers Pals is talking about having this, the same thought as we did about the hot weather. And Katie, who I didn't know was live, but as we were talking about her, and if, even though we didn't know she was here, I knew that she would have done something because she's just, Katie Doyle is just such a brilliant um, content creator and her, her social media is absolutely fantastic. So she said that yesterday she shared a post about um, dogs in about dogs getting hot and said in the Facebook post what she does with the dogs in the hot weather. So big up to Katie because she is um, she's just so brilliant at doing that. I'm just sharing her message there um, on the live. Yeah, and um, I think Reg it's, oh yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say Reggie um, is also saying um, they give seasonal advice and mentioning daily posts how what they're going to do to adjust the weather. And Yipka says. Um, Love it, right about the obvious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is my entire content strategy, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, again, it's just this stuff that people need to hear from us all the time, isn't it? So it is, and I don't, I don't think we should worry as well. Like, obviously, my Facebook feed is filled with a bajillion posts about dogs in hot weather. But that's because of who I am and who I'm friends with and what I do. So, of course, it's going to be filled with because I follow all of you and your businesses. So, of course, my feed is going to be filled with posts of dogs in hot summer because you're all doing it for your clients. But if we think about the clients Facebook feeds, they're not going to be following like a bajillion dog walkers or you wouldn't think so. Maybe one or two, but not loads and loads. So they're not going to have a Facebook feed full of it. So it's not they're not going to see so much of it. So I think if you're worried about posting those sort of very, um, very obvious, basic things and you think, oh, everybody's done that. Well, yeah, they have. But actually, their audience is different. So. Yeah. No, it does make sense, doesn't it? I mean, my feed's the same as yours, but before, you know, before I did this, you know, when I was, you know, I, I didn't work in the pet industry or I wasn't working with people in the pet industry, I was, you know, just a regular dog owner. I didn't see loads of dog walkers. I didn't, you know, I didn't know the things that I know now, which is quite worrying, really, because I have done things that are stupid that I would never dream of doing now because I didn't have that education. You know, I didn't, I wasn't seeing that educational content that these guys mm -hmm. share, which is so, so brilliant. And, you know, I've called out poor Katie as usual on this, but, you know, she's a really great example of sharing really good educational content that makes sure that she's fully booked. Um, so we've talked a little bit about SEO. We've talked a little bit about Google My Business. Um please do let me know of any comments that you've got in the chat. We're now going to talk a little bit about content marketing and I am going to get, I'm going to get um, Rosie to, to lead on this a little bit because I'll just go off on one. So well, you'll be able to rein me in. We're talking about content marketing and how that can help your, your website get found and help people, people find you and the, and the services or product that you, um, that you provide. So can you explain a little bit about that from your, from the website point of view and then I, I will. Dog. Try not to talk too much about the content side. I don't know really where to start. There's just, there's, well, we keep having this discussion, don't we? And see, the thing is, Rachel and I will talk about things and then we'll remember other reasons why content is so, so great. So we're like, we're constantly going, oh my God, yeah, and that's why blogging's really great because we've got another situation where something's happened to somebody. So, where do, where do we start with with content and blogging? Okay. Well, you told me the other day that you don't do any social media for your boarding business. That is that's what kind of no. blew my socks off. <laughs> so maybe start there. <laughs> yeah, 
we don't. We absolutely don't. We don't. Well, I think Kelly has the profiles, but I don't think she uses them. In fact, I'm pretty sure she doesn't. I don't think they're even published. Um, I think maybe the Instagram is, but it's private and it's just for clients and she doesn't really build it or anything. So, yeah, we do. We do the website, obviously, with the SEO and she's got um, a blog and she doesn't blog regularly, but she blogs every so often. And we've got Google My Business and she is consistently having, I would say, probably like six to eight inquiries every single day at the moment. Um, which which without doing any social media, because I think that's where people sort of traditionally are getting their clients at the moment. Um, and I'm not poo-pooing social media at all. I think social media is really great for um, showing what you do, if that's what you want to do, and being part of the sort of dog community and everything. But if we're just actually thinking about like raw inquiries, then your website it really should be the foundation to everything. And if you think about a professional website as the foundation to everything that you can then build on from that. So that would be your social media, but also your content marketing. Because I do feel like if you don't have that 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 base foundation, if you then go and put in effort to all of the stuff around it, it might not work as well as if you've got a really, you know, nice, solid SEO website in the middle of it where whereas when you do and you do all of those extra things that's when I think things can really start happening because that's when you look professional you're reaching those people with your your blog and the um, articles that you're writing and when we're talking about blog articles I think people think oh you know I just write about fireworks or something like that this is something we were talking about the other day Rachel about the different types of content so this was really interesting wasn't it thinking we were brainstorming different different types of content because actually <clears throat> sitting down to write a blog post can be a bit daunting it can be a bit blank pagey can't it but I was oh that's right I so I was talking about I've got a fly in the room which is really annoying I was talking about the importance of categories and splitting up your content into different categories. And we were then linking that as well to the different types of blog posts and content that you can write. Because actually, with blogging and with content marketing, we can do lots of different things. We can prove our um, how professional we are. We can uh, show how experienced we are. We can show how friendly and trustworthy we are. We can increase our reach by talking about different areas. So we can do all of these different things, which is why it can seem a bit daunting. But if we start breaking it down into the, into the different categories um, to start with, and then the different types of blog posts, so you kind of go, okay, this week I'm going to write you know, one thing for that category, and it's going to be one of those. Next week, I'm going to write one thing from that category, and it's going to be one of those. One thing from that category, and it's going to be one of those. So if you have three categories and three types of content, that's, you know, those combinations give you something to keep going for quite a long time, and also give you some structure to it as well, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I was talking as well because we were talking, well, I've been talking a lot about local SEO recently because I'm like new in it. And I was talking about the geo-specific content that is really yeah. handy for local businesses as well. One of my clients, Fran, is doing that really well at the moment. She's a photographer, pet photographer, does weddings as well. And she's doing really well on her, um, her blog posts with regards to the areas and the services she provides and combining them all and everything like that. Yeah. So I've just been scribbling while you've been right while I you've been thought. talking. Of <laughs> um, and I think I think the the three categories that you've just talked about there, like I guess one of them's kind of authority and experience. So it's giving people that, you know, showing your authority and experience. And in there, you could be talking about dogs and fireworks if you want to be, um, because yeah. that's showing your experience and it's helpful content. But we want to be doing that stuff to build the trust as well, don't we? So if we have authority and experience, then we have stuff that builds trust. That might be case studies. It might be um, testimonials. It might be interviews, that kind of thing. And then we've got the kind of local and community as a category. Then that could be um, that could be really helpful as well. So somebody's put geo content. Let me uh, just can you expand on that in the chat? That would be, so uh, be really helpful. It's like, um, ge sorry, I should have said it's geographical content. Mm -hmm. So when we. Um, 
So when we talk about local, uh, a local business and looking at your keywords, and I've written a blog post on this recently. I've written a whole mini series on this recently, if you want yeah. to go and have a look. But when we talk about key, sorting out your keywords for a local ser- service area business, it's actually, it's quite easy in a way because it's your services. The, the base of it is your services. And the I normally ask my clients for the top eight areas that they want to rank for. So we're yeah. not talking eight counties, but we're talking at, about eight areas. So if you then, so geographic specific blog posts would be talking about maybe, you don't want to overload it, you don't want to spam it, but you want to maybe take one of your services and talk about it in a specific area. So by doing that, you're giving some really targeted content for Google to read. But actually, it's not just about writing anything. It's about um, making sure those the, the geo area, the geographic area is included in the uh, meta title, meta description, H1, alt tags, makes a difference if you go and take a picture of the place where it is because then the exif data is in the photo and on the blog post and all of these sorts of things and this is another way of um giving content to google that the spider bots can then come and crawl and go oh yeah i read on the homepage that they do this they've written more content let me go and grab all of that so i know exactly what they do spider bots crawl down there so then when somebody next service it searches for that service in that location, Google is more likely to show your website because you're an ex not an expert on it, but you've you've got all this lovely content. Because mm-hmm. let's remember the fundamental thing of Google is Google wants to do a good job and Google's consumers are its search users. If you if Google does a bad job and gives bad search results, everybody's going to move away from Google and go and use DuckDuckGo or Bing or something like that. So essentially, that's what they want to do. And Google's, you know, business model is money from advertising. So if it's got no search users not clicking on any ads and then the ad, they don't get the money, you know, then the whole thing falls apart. So mm-hmm. it's about you know, thinking about helping Google to do the best they can, because then it's going to work for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I'm just reading a couple of the comments in the chat. So somebody, I haven't got the name. It says Facebook user. You have to sometimes go and put your name in. You have to click on something in StreamYard to show your name. But anyway, somebody has posted that they find um, social media is too much to keep up with, but they're asking for Google reviews and they've got a list of articles on their website, which is really brilliant. Excellent. Um, go for it. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I was going to say was um, one of the things that I, one of the hurdles I have when I talk to people about blogging is that people will go, oh, it's pointless. It's like so 2005 and stuff like that. And I think, well, okay, we need to reframe uh, what blogging and content creation is. So if you've kind of been in this group for a while, you'll know that last year I launched a podcast and touch wood, it's, it's doing all right. It gets in the marketing charts every now and then. Really love doing it. And it means that a lot of the questions that I get in this group I can go and answer on the podcast. So, you you know, it means I can provide really helpful, valuable, valuable content. And it also helps me get, helps me have people join my programs, come and work with me. So it's really helpful content. So I'm walking the walk and Rosie, you do the same. Now, people think blogging is like really old fashioned or whatever, but the stuff that we're talking about, having this core content on your create on your creation on your website is that can be in the form of video, it can be for in the form of audio in a podcast, or it can be in the form of a written blog. Um, now, when Rosie was talking about the search bots and the spiders and all that crawling around the websites, they're looking for written content. So if you're producing video but you're not writing about what the video is, even if it's only a few, like you know, five hundred wor- words worth of of a synopsis about what it is kind of missing out so if if you're listening to me and Rosie and thinking I'm not doing a blog because that's really old-fashioned and I'm not some old fuddy-duddy um this what we're saying applies for video and for audio as well so if you go and have a look at my podcast episodes you'll always find that there's a blog post that goes with it because I know I've got the audio there where I'm rabbiting on but I want Google to find the words and the keywords. So I'm blogging about pet business press release. I want Google to be sending people to me for pet business press release. And that's the same for you. If you're a dog walker in Stevenage or a dog groomer in Leicester or whatever it is you want. I've just kept it really simple there. But that's basically how it works. 
isn't it? So I'll stop and breathe for a minute there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? <laughs> if you're if you're really, really time poor and you haven't got the time to go and because content marketing is kind of what Rachel does for a living. So she has got time to go and write the blog posts and everything like that. If you're really strapped for time, send your video over to rev.com and get the transcription and stick that in the blog post. At least then yeah. you've got, all right, it's not going to read quite as nicely as Rachel's, you know, beautifully written blog post where she gives a synopsis and everything. But there are there are different ways of doing things. And do you know what? You get a huge amount of Google juice from YouTube videos if they're embedded into your website because who owns YouTube? Google does. So as we said, Google loves Google and Google loves it when you use Google services. So if you're using YouTube, it's giving a lot of weight to that. It's really, I was reading something at the weekend about the weight given to different things. And it was fascinating reading, absolutely fascinating. And YouTube videos were up there really, really high. So much so that it's on my to-do list to go and restart my YouTube uh, video channel thing. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I've kind of, see, I'm not walking the walk with that. I really should be doing that, especially um, having just started this new blog with the tech reviews and everything like that. That's going to be perfect for me for doing a video channel. What was I going to say about the blog as well? Oh, I know. Talking about reframing. I love this word reframing. I'm using it a lot at the moment. I'm like, let's reframe that and look at it this way. I think I used it with Karen Karen Rhodes this morning about something. I'm like, Karen, let's reframe that. Um so talking about reframing, I think blogging, you're right, Rachel, it can seem a little bit fuddy-duddy and a little bit old. And it's like, well, it's not TikTok and we're not, you know, dancing in front of it and doing, you know, stupid things and everything. Um, so it, it is like the sort of Auntie Maud, really, isn't it, of content marketing. But do you know what? If we reframe it and start looking at your blog as like an, an information hub or an entertainment hub or an educational hub or some sort of hub rather than a blog like with all of this cool stuff on there for people to look at and read and it doesn't have to be boring I don't know why people sort of assume that blogging has to be boring but actually it's it's not you can have fun with it my SEO mini series is it was really fun to write you know because because I didn't write it like professionally at all I just wrote what was in my head so it's very talkative but also the fun part for me was going and finding all the cool graphics to use with it um and and I haven't got a, a it's it, my SEO mini series it's quite fun it's not full of just people on computers random pictures and stuff like that it's got some really cool graphics and images so I think it's okay to make these things fun for yourself to do like these articles and but also fun for people to read as well let's let's entertain people while we're educating them you know um mm -hmm. and and blog posts the other thing is they don't all have to be three thousand words they can be no. shorter and even if you just wrote a list of the top five things about something that's already a blog post and sometimes I'm like oh I can't publish that blog post because I haven't got a bajillion lovely pictures to go with it and it's like do you know what? Sometimes a blog post is fine just with words and you don't put a featured image, job done. It's great information. The thing that I'm using blog posts a lot for at the moment is because um, where people are asking the same questions a lot at the moment, if I write a blog post on it, I can then send that. I, I can give that to the person in the Facebook group or on email or whatever it is. And then I've got them on my website, haven't I? So then they're like, oh, just going to go and look at all the stuff that Rosie does and yeah so yeah it, that's the way I'm using blog posts a lot at the moment they're saving me time actually mm -hmm. really saving me time because I don't have to especially the SEO ones get question about keywords there you go off you go there's a whole there's a whole mini series post two is about keywords read the whole series if you want brilliant absolutely brilliant helpful to me yeah. helpful to that person yeah, I completely agree, and that's kind of what I do as well. So, and I go, I know, um, I know. Well, you are a pet service provider because you've got the boarding business, but we're talking as pet professional service providers. But you can do the same. You can emulate what Rosie and I are talking about here. Um, so, if some, you know, you're a dog walker or a dog groomer or or a cat behaviorist, wherever you are. If you see somebody posting in a Facebook group and they say, oh, you know, what's the best way to prepare my cat before they go to the groomers? You can say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Katie and I've got a blog post on that. If you want to have a read, there's the information. And then you're getting them to your website, not all the other cat groomers, you're getting them on your website. So you can use that. 
often in Facebook groups when you're not allowed to, you know, do promo stuff, you can share helpful information. And that's a hurdle that I hear from people a lot where they'll be like, oh, I want to go in these local groups, but they won't let me post, blah, blah, blah. And if you can put decent content in there, um, then that is going to get you over that hurdle. They're not going to um, complain if you've sent, you know, how a blog post on how to keep your pet cool in the sun or whatever it is. Yeah. We are, we are going to, um, I am going to, there were a couple of questions that came in before the live, which I'm going to cover really, really quickly. Um, and then we're going to, then I'm just going to talk about if you've, if you've listened to what we're, we're 40 minutes in, I am really mindful that it's a really sunny night and you would probably want to be in a beer garden rather than listening to us twittering on. So I'm being obviously trying to be mindful of your time, but um, a couple of questions. One is from Deborah Alden, which came in before um, she was asking about guest bloggers. Deborah, you can get, um, or ghostwriters, if you don't, if you don't have the capacity to do your own blogs, there is an option of bringing in somebody to do it for you. I would recommend that you learn how to do it yourself first. But if you wanted to do that, Deborah, you can get somebody to write your blogs for you. Like Ricky Sullivan, she's a pet business content creator. You might want to go and check up with her. Um, another question that came in was from Dominique from Yorkshire Animal Therapy. She asked about how do we find out what people search for? And I think, Rosie, you've covered that really. It's common sense, really, isn't it? Thinking about what would people search for? What is it that what is it that, you know, my product or service, what's the problem it solves? So if you were like running a hydrotherapy centre in York, it might be, can I, you know, where can my dog get hydrotherapy in York? Or my, you know, do you know what I mean? Just the questions that they would put into a search engine, um, I think would be the way for you to. Yeah. And also to go about, about it. Sorry. Rachel. Sorry, go on. <laughs> it's, right. Uh also thinking about the other words that they might use to find you if they're not searching for hydrotherapy are they searching for doggy swimming pool doggy fitness doggy paddling all of those sorts of things as well so start off with your basic ones that you're using um you know which are your services and lo your locations is dominique a local service business do we know yeah she runs a therapy yeah. center in yorkshire yeah oh brilliant sorry so so yeah so think about the services and the areas and then extend it into what else are going to be people what else are people going to be searching for to find me and that's really the key as well i've had a lot of chats with canicross people recently about this because the general public are not going to be searching for canicross whereas they probably will be searching for dog fitness or running with my dog or dog agility yeah. or you know all of those things so you kind of have to work these words into your SEO strategy so that mm -hmm. if people are searching for that, then you kind of show up for that and you're a useful service and they go, oh, yeah, actually, that's that's exactly what I was looking for, you know? Yeah. I know. Um, I'm just laughing about um, I'm, I'm laughing about the Canicross thing because I wrote about how to get started with running with your dog two years ago on my pet blog. And I also did how to, you know, how what is what is canine hoopers and how can it help my dog now I don't have a canicross business or a canine hoopers business or any dog business but all of those posts rank really well on google like on the first page so it's like we are we are walking the walk with these things because we've tried and you know you do it for your clients and I've just kind of done it on a pet blog that doesn't make any money but I've made it work and um, so all of these things that we're talking about we have implemented and used ourselves just yeah. before we go to the questions in the chat, I do want to just talk very briefly about a programme that we have. And if you're listening to me and Rosie and thinking, OK, um, this is really helpful, but I would like some more personalised support. We do have a programme that's coming up starting uh, starting in less than a week. So on the 7th of June at 5 p.m. And it's called. It is at 5 p.m. So it's over four weeks. I thought it was so, at 1 p.m. Or is it at 5? No. So it's at 5. It's definitely at 5 p.m. Yeah. For, for the dog walkers. Um, so it's called oh, yeah. um, it's called Get Your Pet Business Found on Google, um, and it's about getting your pet business found on Google. Very Ron Seal, like the titles <laughs> that we talk about. Um, and we talk about four key things, four key things that we cover. So the first week is how Google works. So Rosie will Rosie has talked about loads of stuff here, but she'll go into a lot more detail and we'll be able to answer a lot more questions. Mm. And she will explain how Google works. Um, that's the first week. Then we do content made simple. So I've talked a little bit about content and how we just need to strip it back and make it really simple. Make writing a blog post really easy for you. So you'll get templates, you'll get an absolute step by step from me that you can go and follow over and over again. So instead of going, oh, my God, how am I going to write this? You just go template, write the headline, write the intro, write the 
the bullet points, write the call to action. Then we have getting your content seen. So again, Rosie will talk about making things look nice so people come back. I'll talk about getting stuff out there on social media and repurposing your content. So actually, when we were talking about Facebook posts or Google My Business posts, you're going to be creating content that you can put out there for your social media. So rather than putting all this stuff out there on social media that doesn't show up on Google, because that's how Google works, you put a Facebook post out, it's only there for, for, you know, for a few hours. If it's on Google, it's sitting there working for you for years, even decades. And then the final week is where we get you to plan your content. So rather than you go away and do an online course, as you might do, and then not do anything with it, we'll get you to sit down and write a list of the blog posts that you're going to write as a result of what you've learned on the course. So it's all live, all um, very much lots of personalised feedback, lots of advice. Um, it's in it's on Zoom, so you can ask questions, you can unmute yourself. It's not like Facebook Live where you just have to listen, which I always find a bit weird. Um, and then after the course is over, you can also access it. It's stored in um, a content management system, which you log into and you can go and watch the videos back. You get a workbook. Um, and yeah, and then it means if you're sitting here thinking, you know, kind of quite like the idea of getting started with my content or making sure that what I am doing is really working for me, come and join us, four-week course, um, probably about an hour, an hour and a half for each session. So lots of time with us. And it's 197 for the programme. Uh, no fluff, no bonuses, nothing like that. It's just, you know, four weeks of training with me and Rosie and we are experts in content marketing and websites for pet businesses. Four decades of uh, experience. So if you'd like to join, um, I will put the link in the chat afterwards, um, after this live. But I just want to go through and make sure that we've covered all of the questions. Um, so if you if we've missed a question, please just pop it in the chat and I don't I don't want to miss it. Um, I'm just going back through the comments. So um, so Reggie has said Reggie says Facebook for here we go. Let me share it. Facebook for businesses definitely makes it much harder these days to reach clients, even if they liked and follow your page. Better to do some offline non social media as well. So, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely what we're talking about. Um, you know, content that's going to serve you well for years, decades into the future, because you want to be ranking on Google for a long, long time. Mm. Um, Yitka has just said about, would you advise geo content for a product business? Uh, not if you're an online shop. If you do market stalls or pop-up shops or markets, I think they can be useful then. Um, as can content on your website as well. So that would be helpful if you've got, if we're all getting back to normal a bit, did you just see my fly? It's a big fly. <laughs> um, if you're getting back to normal and going doing market stalls and things like that, then I can think they can be really brilliant because they're time specific as well, like the blog post is. So yeah, absolutely. But if you're just purely 100% an online shop, then no, yes to blogging, but not to geographical unless you suddenly like Amy from Miabu she is um she sells dog beds beautiful dog beds but she's very all about made in Yorkshire it's very you know her her um the people who make the beds the crafters and the, you know the businesses that make the beds for her they are all um in Yorkshire and it's very much handmade in Yorkshire now for her that so I might expect a blog post from her about that because it's kind of part of her branding in a way. But if you didn't have that super, super, you know, important connection, then no. Okay, cool. Um, just going to quickly go through a couple of other comments. So Reggie says, struggle, struggle to update your website content. Now, all I would say, Reggie, is whatever you're doing on social media, just make sure you keep hold of it and then you can repurpose it into website content we'll talk about in, about how to make that easy for you in more detail on the program but what what makes me really sad is when I see people sharing really good I'm just going to highlight that um when I see people sharing really good content on social media and then you go and have a look on the website I'm not saying this is the case with you um but you go on the website and there isn't really anything there um so do keep do keep a hold of your content and then you can put it on your website when you've got time Someone else, I don't know who it is, it says Facebook user said, can I do a blog post on my website? Usually I send out an email. So you've written the email. Oh, my gosh, get it on the website as well. You've already done the work. You only need to make a graphic or get an image. Get that on your website and it's going to be showing up. And we're going to talk you through all the little, like Rosie talked about this briefly. It, 
it might sound a bit scary, like meta descriptions and stuff like that. It's not. We're going to make it really simple for you. But all there's a couple of little fiddly bits that are going to make a difference to it being found. But definitely get your emails on your website as well. Don't be um, don't be wasting that content. Let get let's get get it out there in as many ways as possible. Yeah. Um, Reggie said I can't upload Facebook lives or videos onto your website. Um, what I would do is you no, can download them. Yeah. yeah. I- Download them and put them on like Vimeo or something like that or YouTube. Put them on YouTube. Vim, Google. Yeah. Does, well, I don't know if Google owns Vimeo or not, probably. But if you want the Google juice from them, you need to put them on YouTube and then embed them into the website. There's a lot more to it as well, but that will be the basics. Yeah. So Charlotte was talk. Charlotte said this when we were talking about the kind of when we were talking about walking the walk and um, and using the questions that we get asked. Um, as our content strategy so you'll see a lot of you know with Rosie you know do I need you know do I need to use Google my business is one of her blog posts you and you'll see you know what's the difference with between a, a press release and a pitch is one of my podcasts so we answer the questions that we keep getting over and over again so Charlotte's just saying that um, she did a brainstorming session around that whole thing um Angela is saying about Yoast tell us our SEO (laughs) okay we're going to touch on this briefly Angela because you're already in the membership and you will be able to get the advice on the course so we'll go into it in more detail rather than um, going deep on it now I have to say my feeling on Yoast is this and I'm a pet blogger I'm an award-winning pet blogger if you get red and amber faces um, and your blog sounds like a load of rubbish don't write for Yoast write for readers I write for readers so don't worry about the red and amber faces try and avoid red but amber faces if you read it and it feels natural to you keep it like that rosie i don't know what your thoughts are on this but i think right for humans yeah yeah okay i think we've done we've covered that so yoast is an seo checker basically um jill and it's a plugin that you can put in and it will tell you how readable and seo friendly post is but people can get really hung up on it and i when i first started blogging i did get hung up on it and i'd faff around with stuff and then i just knew it wasn't reading right um same with sometimes i mean if i put my if i put my stuff through grammarly it will tell me that i can't write and i've got an english degree i've been a journalist for 20 years and i just think i'm just writing colloquially or writing how i feel what you know writing in a way that feels appropriate for me um so yeah so that that's my thought on Yoast and other plugins that tell you that you know tell you what you're doing wrong we're always being told what we're doing wrong aren't we we need to be told about what we're doing right more I think but I do feel that um yeah I do feel that we we need to we want to be getting found on Google that's you know that's what this this chat has all been about and um and yeah what we're giving you here um, in this chat you don't have to come and do the course you can go and find all the things that you need on my website and on Rosie's website but what we're giving you here is the um, the tools to get started and to make it nice and easy for you so Reggie just said um, not on YouTube either again that's something for you to think about and maybe go away and and you know look at how to da- basically there will be a YouTube tutorial on how to download a Facebook live and put it up on YouTube um, so yeah and also Oh my gosh, one of the other things that we're really big on, Angela's here, she's just posted and I really want to highlight this, is having confidence in putting your content out there is really, it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And again, that's one of the reasons why um, I love this programme because there's a lot of hand-holding when it comes to the, the confidence side of things. Um, and, you know, we will, I have a post every week in my group on a Friday where we ask people to share the content because that's what I want. I want to build you up and for you to feel confident about sharing stuff. Um so yeah, it's really important. But remember, when we're creating content, we're not creating it. And Angela, Angela will be like, I know what she's going to say next. Angela has heard this so many times. When we're creating content, we're not writing it for other dog owners, uh, sorry, for other dog trainers, or in Angela's case, other dog therapists. Um, we're writing it for, for dog owners, for users, for cat owners, for whatever animal we're talking about. Don't think about what our peers are thinking. It's not for them. It's for the owners. Like with me, Again, I say this quite a lot. I worry about what journalists will think of me, but I'm not doing this stuff for them. I'm doing it for people who've got small businesses and who want to understand how better to promote them. Even to the point where I don't have journalists come into my free into this Facebook group that we're talking in now because I don't want them seeing. I don't. I don't want them in here because it will put me off. It will make me feel less confident doing lives. 
And when I put my content out there, I'm not thinking about journalists. I have to think about people who've got small businesses who who want to get their name out there and get help. Um, so, okay. So Jill's just said, just about written my post on the hot weather. Well, Pepper and Nelly have. Yay, brilliant. Oh, Jill's copy on our website is brilliant, written from Pepper's viewpoint. I just love it. It works so well. It really, really does. And it's, yes. it's so her as well. It's fantastic. Um, Rachel, one thing with regards to the course, there's a Facebook group as well. So we don't just do the Zoom with you and then leave you to it. The whole um, the Facebook group is quite active and we're there for you to check things with as well. So if you're not sure about something, you just come and ping us in the Facebook group. And it's just it, the Facebook group is just there for the amount of time yeah. that the course is on. So we can answer your questions. And if you want us to pre look at something before you go and then put it um, like you make it live, but don't don't put it on your social media. Come and post it in the group first. We'll have a look. We'll say yes that's amazing but just tweak that or change that word or do this that or the other and then um and then and then you can go and send it off into the wild and and just feel feel like you've had that sort of sense check with it you know because I think it's that as much as anything like you mm. said it's the, the confidence to do it and um you know it's it's tricky isn't it because people people can be mean and they pull you up on all sorts of things and there's a spelling mistake there or something well you know what we're all <laughs> aren't we so um yeah. yeah so there is a lot of support with the four weeks as well um and access to just ask questions because it's it's a lot you know and we're all about if you're going to blog then do it right it do it in the right way to get the results from it because I yeah. know a lot of people they might write one blog post and go oh well it didn't do anything I'm not going to bother doing it anymore um so we're about doing it in the right way so that you get the traction from it Mm -hmm. And as Jill's just said about writing from Pepper and Nelly, so it is about putting your personality into things and being you and, um, you know, it helps you stand out. So, yeah, I always say, again, you've probably, if you've been to my lives or listened to the podcast, you'll have heard me say this loads of times, but I think it's really true. It's like, if you're looking for a dog walker, like I've got Patch here at my feet. I don't need a dog walker, luckily, because I'm at home all the time. Um, but if I was looking for a dog walker... Um, <laughs> I would I'd probably go on I'd probably go on Facebook and say, can anyone recommend a dog walker in Newcastle? And I might get three names that keep coming up. Yeah. I might go and look at dog walker number one. They've got a Facebook page and that's it. Might look at dog walker number two. They've got a Facebook page and a website, but it's not very uh, it's not very well populated. And then I might look at dog walker number three and they would have a Facebook page, a website. They'd have a website with explaining the process. I'm obsessed with this, but like, what happens when my dog goes for a walk? I want to know what what happens from the moment he goes in, he gets picked up, he goes in the van, who he's going to be hanging out with. Will he be with dogs? Will he be off lead? Will he be off dogs with dogs of the same age, of the same size? You know, how I want to know the ins and outs of a duck's bum. Do you know what I mean? So if you can give people that, then that's going to make them book with you, and it's going to, yeah, it's going to position you, and it's going to it's going to send Google, Google's going to send people to you, but it's also going to help you without wanting to sound too crude, seal the deal, isn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah, that's how I want you to think about your content. Um, and I want you, you know, if you're looking, like if you're looking for, you know, let's use Pick on Rosie now. If you're looking for a website designer and you've got, you know, one person who's got a Facebook page, one who's got a website, but they don't really tell you very much on there. And then you go to Rosie's website where it tells you absolutely everything you need to know as a small business owner who wants to improve their, their website presence. You're going to, if they're all, you know, they're all the same price or similar, you're going to go with Rosie, aren't you? Because she's helped build that relationship and that trust through mm. her content. So I'll wrap it up now. If anyone does want to, um, you know, if anyone does have anything they want to say about content marketing um, the other thing I really want to stress is we're talking about your core content on your website you can you know send this out on all of your other platforms as well you you literally repurpose it and we'll show you how to do that go and have a look at our own content because we repurpose our core content every week week in week out and um, we'll show you all of those things I'm just laughing at Angela's spelling mistakes um, but yeah it's uh, but yeah you know you'll get lots of support and you'll you know we'll basically show you the We'll show you the roadmap that we have with our own content and you can go and you can basically go and copy it if you want to. Um, so, yes, that's it from I'm going to stop talking now. I need to go and have my dinner, need to catch a breath. And you've all been here for an hour and it's like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. We do. Um, yeah. I'm going to share. There was a oh, there was a podcast that I did this week and it was about apps that will help you with your content. So I'm going to share that in the comments when I finish talking on the live. 
Um, and if you get my emails, I'll send you it on email as well. But it's things like Otter, which is a transcription app. So if you're, um, if you, if you basically like create video or audio, you can put it into Otter, and it's only like nine ninety nine a month, and it will transcribe it for you. It's really really good. There's a few other apps as well that I'm going to share with you, um, but you'll love them. It's going to really help you. Um, and yeah, one last question from Yitka. Google my business for online product. No. Okay. No. Only for local service area businesses, dog walkers, groomers, trainers, or if you're a real life shop, like bricks okay. and water. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. So um, as I say, I will share the link um, to the program if you want to join. If you want to join, I'm just going to actually have a quick look on my website and try and find the link for. Let me just give you the. Let me just read it out um blogging okay so if you want to if you want to find out more about the course or if you're interested in signing up you can find it on my website which is publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk forward slash blogging for pet businesses or if you just google blogging for pet businesses it will take you to that site to that post because it's at the top of google because we walk the walk um so yeah let us know if you fancy joining us i hope you've enjoyed this you've had loads of practical advice um in this episode in this episode in this live i'm also going to turn it into a podcast episode um as we've been talking about repurposing so if you want to go and listen to it at a later date you can do and if you're listening to it as a podcast then um you know do just get in touch with rosie or i all the information will be in the show notes for the episode and um, so yeah thanks for joining us um i'm looking forward to seeing you on the course there's a few people here who are already signed up which is fantastic you're going to get get to connect with loads of pet businesses and have me and Rosie in your ears for four whole weeks. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much, Rosie, for joining us, and I will see you soon. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.